Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time to bury the tired narrative. And uncover stories not typically heard, but stories that need to be heard. Right or wrong, life or death, this isn't your typical law show. This is Big Angry Law with Charles Big Angry Adams on KPRC 950. Now, Charles Adams. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to True Texas Talk, 950 AM, KPRC Radio, iHeart's station dedicated to local voices right here in Houston, Texas. It's Friday. Let's get the show started with the voice of journalistic integrity of American journalistic excellence right here. I'm kidding. Let's listen to Don Lemon uh, talk about women and age in response to Nikki Haley expressing concerns about the front runners in our next presidential campaign, both being octogenarians. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? I, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got it. I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to need qualify. To are you talking about prime for like childbearing yeah, or are you talking about the prime for being say president? What the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google, you know, Google or whatever it is. That's Don Lemon. CNN's top voice, 56 years old, talking about 51-year-old former governor, former ambassador to UN, Nikki, Nikki Haley. Why is he talking about her? Because she raised concerns about Biden's age and viability for another term at the helm as our chief executive. Well, I'm no fan of ageism. I think it's a legitimate concern to elect someone well into their 80s for another four-year term as president, especially with a woman who has exhibited an incredible incapacity for leadership as his vice president has over the last few years. But it has nothing to do with Vice President Harris's age. She just seems stupid to me. Her stupidity has nothing to do with her gender, her race, her ethnic heritage, 
She seems stupid and dishonest. And I could be wrong. That's just my perception. But I will say that it is dangerous for me as a white male to express that perception as someone other than, other than when talking about a cisgendered white male. We love to talk about white privilege. We love to talk about cisgendered male privilege. There is a clip that I might play later that tries to talk about the privilege of women over trans women that is as equally absurd as this. But this is a sexist, ageist, disgusting comment a man made about a woman younger than him and her viability for elected office claiming she is outside of her prime. I am 50, a year younger than Nikki, six years younger than Don Lemon. And I will say I am clearly outside of my fighting prime. My leg hurts if I walk too long. I'm surely not running much. I need to get a knee surgery, and I will never be the man I was at 25 or 30, but also, thank God, I'll never be the man I was at 25 or 30. It's that sword that cuts both ways. There's, of course, some wisdom. I think what Ambassador Haley was referring to is the lack of cognitive function that we've seen exhibited by this president. We've seen it before. Of course, in the Mid and late 80s, it was much easier to hide. In the 1940s with Roosevelt, FDR, not Teddy, it was also much easier to hide because there wasn't so much access. We've seen the stuttering, doddering Biden. We've seen the Biden that seems, at least temporarily, clueless. The clip of Biden pulling his, oh, give me a break, brother, not when confronted about the influence peddling of his family crime syndicate, which I'm sorry it is. People are still mad at me for coming at him about Ohio. I came at Trump for four years because he was the president, and there was a lot I had to criticize about it. Pissed a lot of listeners off. I'm going to do the same with any president. And all of y'all that think it's the American way to do is to banner under a party and slob up everything they throw at you. Well, maybe return to your source material. But for Don Lemon and to suggest that Nikki Haley is past her prime, well, that's a kind of privilege that white men don't have. I don't know if it's gay male privilege. I do not think it's black male privilege. I think if a black man said these things about Nikki Haley, he would be pilloried as a misogynist. He would be fired the next day. Just like I think if a white man did it. I think this is an example of gay male privilege. An ability to say something horrifying, but not be held to the same standard that other men will be held to because of his orientation. People don't want to, we want to, not people, uh, the media academia wants to pretend that there's only one type of privilege in this world and it's privilege of people that have peach complected skin and a penis and like to stick that penis in vagina right and no one else does but the only reason don lemon is still employed at cnn in this wonderful cancel culture that we have adopted in america where nobody can get anything wrong where there's no bad takes there's just bad people the reason he has the car blanche to say such a horrifying thing, and he's got a little criticism. 
I think he got a day off, but an unofficial day off. He most certainly ain't getting fired. He already got demoted because nobody watched his damn show because he's just a one-trick pony. Oh, the Republicans are evil. And it gets stale. I mean, that's a, there are a lot of Fox pundits. Oh, the Democrats are Tucker. I can't watch Tucker or Don. But what he said was disgusting, and there should be some accountability. This is Big Angry Law on KPRC 950. If you did not exist in the 80s, you cannot appreciate how huge of a band Def Leppard was. They were massive. And really the best hair metal band, because I don't consider Van Halen a hair metal band. It's a fine parsing, but it's a parsing. Massively talented band. Great story about their drummer in a car accident, losing an arm and developing an entire kit system to allow him to continue. Maybe we'll go with Deb Leverett all night. Maybe we'll switch gears. I don't know. It's Friday night. We're going to do what I want. I want to stick with Nikki Haley just a bit. Joe and Kamala even say America's racist. Nothing could be further from the truth. The American people know better. My immigrant parents know better. And take it from me, the first minority female governor in history, America is not a racist country. Now that's a clip of South Carolina-born Nikki Haley. And she was born, and this will be important in a second, to immigrant parents... And her birth name was Nimrata Nikki Rondhawa. She is of Indian descent and has obviously achieved some incredible milestones, uh, being a governor in the Deep South, being the ambassador to the UN. And now she is running for, she's announced that she will seek the Republican candidacy for president. And there will be countless darts thrown at her from each side. You have the rabid right pundits who feel it is their job to try to protect the Trump candidacy at all costs. 
And of course, you have everyone on the left that want to make sure to platform this South Asian child of immigrants as a racist bigot who is out of touch. And we've already seen a lot of that. There's a clip of her defending the continued flying of the Confederate flag in South Carolina. And I am one that do, I do not. I don't buy into the heritage, not hate argument. But I get that there are those, in, especially the Deep South, that have a, a different view on that. I, I would disagree. But everyone is right to their own views. I also disagree with the notion that we're not a racist country. We have a history of tremendous racism that I think we've moved away from and began evolving and have regressed over the last 10 or 15 years as so much has been done, I think primarily on the left to try to strip America apart for the personal benefit of those who professionally engage in grievance and those who seek to exploit the discord and disharmony for their own benefit. I think the average American is absolutely not racist. I think the average American just wants to get up and provide the best life for him or herself and their loved ones. Of course, those type of Americans are being forgotten and discounted with each passing day. But let's go to Jamel Hill. If you'll remember, she is the, air quotes, journalist who radicalized ESPN until she was asked to leave, and a lot of other journalists clutched her pearls. She now has, and she's a writer for The Atlantic and has got a memoir up and, Well, this is what she tweeted. The recount, which is everything politics, New York-based, almost 400,000 followers, uh, political Twitter feed, had tweeted this clip of her declaring, of uh, Ambassador Haley declaring that the United States is not a racist nation. And Jamel Hill, quote, retweeted it and said, so why did you... Why did she change her name then, question mark, to suggest that she changed her name. And this is a lie that's followed Dickie around quite a bit, that she changed her name to whiten herself up a bit. Well, the problem with that math is, well, she changed her last name because she married someone named Haley. God forbid. And, well, she goes by her middle name, Nikki, I mean, it sounds particularly Americanized, but it's also easy to pronounce. And there are a great number of people, immigrants and the children of immigrants, that have Americanized their name irrespective of their racial heritage, even if it's a European racial heritage. But Jamel Hill, well, she's not going to pass on an opportunity to condemn a Republican woman And, of of course, if she can do that and accuse uh, America of widespread racism, well, hey, that's a twofer. Here is a Democrat's response, a teacher, teacher for life, Monica Green. Um, I just found out today she had immigrant parents. She looked white to me, exclamation point, Nikki Haley, question mark, question mark, Name doesn't ring minority either, so I'm sure her experience with racism is very different than mine. Now, Monica looks to be of Latin descent, but her name is Monica Green. 
Monica Green. It appears she has a lot of retweets from Texas and San Antonio, so I, I surmise that she is a Latin school teacher from the San Antonio area. Her last name is Green, but doesn't seem to understand that Nikki Haley has a last name like Haley because she got married. And there's just a wealth of incredibly critical comments and all of this energy as if she has any chance of winning the Republican nomination. Because what Obama's victory of over Hillary Clinton in, what was that, the 2008 primary and Donald Trump's victory of 2016, we could put it off on Hillary just being an uninspired, condescending witch of a candidate that's witch with a W. But the truth is that while we might not be as racist as people like to sell in America, goodness, we're still particularly misogynistic in this country. And the misogyny has taken an unexpected turn over the last decade. And when we get back from the break, I'm going to play a clip of a trans woman explaining why biological women have it so much easier than she does. It's a bit insane. There's also, I might get to, there's a comedian, a female comedian, who posted DMs that she got, and they got taken down because of this crazy topsy world, topsy-turvy world of social media morality. This comedian has a man send her a bunch of DMs telling her how unfunny she is, and he follows with penis pics. I don't know if I can say the D word pics here on FCC. And she posted edited she didn't show the man's little bitty eeny weeny teeny weeny meeny peeny, but she did put edited pics of him and screenshots of the rude messages and the and she had them taken down as if she was the bad actor. So maybe we'll get to some more misogyny. I think Nikki Haley will get a full serving of it from both sides for the next next couple of years. But we'll be back in just one moment. Big Angry Law with Charles Adams on KPRC 950. I don't know where I'm going, but I sure know where I've been. Hanging on the promises and songs of yesterday, and I've made up my mind. time I heard White Snake, and I just want to listen to this whole song, especially at least get to the drop instead of listening to myself talk. Hold up, wait, wait. I was born to talk alone. 
sitting here in this little studio by myself, not taking calls from any of y'all, barely ever having guests, just spewing my thoughts into this microphone out into the cool Houston evening air. It's kind of kind of cold today. It's 49 degrees right now. What the hell is that about? This is Houston, damn it. It's supposed to be hot and sweaty 24-7, 365. I'm going to play this clip for you, and then we're going to unpack it. We're going to stay with the theme of, of misogyny in America, and this new misogyny is, well, it's unexpected. A lot of cisgender women on my recent videos are really mad at me because I said that being a cis woman was a privilege and they were like, what the f*** is wrong with you? Being a woman is not a privilege. That's true. Being born a woman in a patriarchy is not a privilege. You are absolutely oppressed by being a woman and no one's denying you that. The privilege is to be born cisgender. The privilege is to identify with what you were assigned at birth because the world is built to accept you. You don't have the same barriers to healthcare, housing, social acceptance, pay grades that transgender people do. Even though you may not have it great because you're a woman, you don't have it twice as bad because you're trans. Look into Kimberly Cranshaw's work about intersectionality because she breaks it down so much better than I do. And it's Black History Month, so go learn your Black history because this woman is amazing. She talks about how you can have intersecting identities and how you can hold privilege in some identities and marginalization in another. For example, I have the utmost privilege by being a white person, right? But I'm also transgender, and so in other circumstances, I don't have privilege, and those two things intersect. The same is true for being a cisgender woman. I hope it helps. Okay, so that is a transgender TikToker that has long hair, much like all of the singers and all the guitarists, drummers, everyone in the band of both Def Leppard and Whitesnake in the 80s. He, this person has long hair and a pronounced five o'clock shadow. Clearly on purpose, five o'clock shadow. And not making an effort to pass by any means. But equally making it clear that she identifies as a woman and is suffering because of it. And that, in fact, her suffering outweighs the suffering of women because despite still having a penis and many of the benefits of masculinity, she suffers in society because of her trans status and and make no mistake. And I have talked about the rampant homophobia, especially in on the right side of the political ideologies in America that I've always found repulsive. Why do you care what adult people do as adult people between adult people where there's no victimization? Why do you care equally? Why do you care if someone of one gender wants to live their life as another gender? Where where I draw the line and, you know, we've watched J.K. Rowling get pilloried and someone was sticking up for her on Twitter and someone else was lambasting the idea that a billionaire needs anyone to stick up for them. But, of course, Miss Rowling has gotten a lot of violent threats, hate mail, death threats, just for taking the radicalized position that maybe we should consider not putting people with pe- penises 
in prisons with people with vaginas and maybe people born with vaginas. Did I just say vaginas? I meant vaginas deserve safe spaces and that we should recognize the significant physiological differences for amateur sports. And that makes you in in America today or in the Western world today, that makes you an evil transphobe. Apparently I've seen as far and I had a clip. I don't feel like digging out where someone explained that as a cisgendered man, if you're not willing to date a trans woman, that is the equivalent of transphobia. The British, very famous, very wealthy, fashion forward is a nice way to say it. Sam Smith, he recently went to an award show in an inflated trash bag and then performed at the Grammys in some very demonic-inspired outfit. And there's a picture of him floating around bound in red rope he's putting it all out there but here's a quote from him about gender pronouns he switched i'm sorry they switch i i can't i'm sorry i can't do they them and i don't mean to be rude to him he still has a man's haircut a he also has a defined five o'clock shadow and despite his clothing recently, very masculine in appearance, but he is now using a plurality. But apparently when someone does like me and refers to this person that looks very much like a man, well, let's read the quote. What What's hard is people changing their vocabulary. That's very difficult. It takes time. Everyone messes up. I'm going to be misgendered to the day I die. This is going to take a long, long time for people to not use gender in their vocabulary. Here's the thing. Famous, rich, wealthy, privileged, singer guy, wealth privilege is a real thing. No matter how you got it, on your own steam inherited, having money changes the math. Whether you have a penis or a vagina or whatever race, having money changes your life math. A rich, wealthy, because he was rich and wealthy before he switched to the plurals, was living a life of privilege, and he continues to live a life of privilege. And if someone refers to him as a he or him, as a sort of instead of a they or them, they're not doing anything to harm him. They're not doing anything to hurt him. If someone acts homophobic to him, if someone attacks him because of his orientation, well, that's just mean-spirited, and that's ugly. But to play the victim, because somebody with a man's haircut and, and a pronounced, uh, obviously done by a salon, five, a perfectly kept five o'clock shadow, well, it's not an insult. It's just a regular person. But this is this new war that we must all change how we speak, and we must, most importantly, rob women of their place in society. And it doesn't, in, in the academia, is embracing this. So there's this American and Canadian pro, uh, project to recognize and change terms. It's the eco, ecology and evolutionary biology language product, which is uh, produces a guide on how to change language to recognize the harm that words cause. Recently, they 
the harmful term, and I'm reading directly from it, from the EEB, harmful term, gender, context, gender, a social construct is often conflated with sex, replacement, sex, harmful term, male, female, context. These terms are used to reinforce societally imposed ideas of a sex binary, emphasizing cisnormative and heteronormative views. Replacement, sperm producing, egg producing, or XYXX individuals. Now, I think eventually we're going to need either XY or XX bathrooms, showers, public-private spaces. As in public-private, I mean where people are changing their clothes or being nude, where children, uh, and it's, and this is not to suggest that they're not monsters that, that are heterosexual or some of the far more heterosexual pedophiles and homosexual pedophiles. But of course the heterosexual pedophiles only have access to those special spaces is if they say, Oh, identify it's, it's, we don't have to give up the idea of women being nurturing, loving women, producing children and calling them women simply because other people also have a, a, a mental compulsion that they also need to live as women. Sure, let them, but we don't have to abandon the existence of women either. Big. Angry. Law. With Charles Adams. Continues. Continue to talk about misogyny in America, and I thought it'd be fitting to play Motley Crue, Girls, 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 that is readily and easily discounted as misogynistic. I would sincerely disagree. I see it as a celebration of the appreciation of femininity by those rapscallions, Tommy Lee, Nikki Six, Vince Neal, and Mick Mars the weird, creepy, golem-looking guitarist. Now, let's let's get back to, I want to play a clip. A woman in Chicago is walking through a neighborhood. I'm setting the scene. She sees a man that appears to be in distress, so she goes to help him. He most obviously responds by attacking her. Let's listen to that encounter. She goes to help him. He grabs her and starts trying to either sexually assault her or rob her. Okay, okay. Thanks, Tommy. 
Okay, so let's break it back down. June of last year, this young woman started working for the Chicago Police Department. Earlier this week, she is walking through her neighborhood in plain clothes. And she sees a man hunched over on the ground. That man is, and it wasn't earlier this week, it was January 17th. That man hunched over on the ground is 39-year-old Levon Smith. She, being a public servant and a concerned citizen, squats down and goes to help him. Now, I think if you listen to it multiple times, which I have, you can see it on my Twitter if you want to hear it again or check it out on the podcast. The Twitter office has the video as well. I think he concedes that he was trying to sexually assault her. The allegation is that he was trying to take the gun from her after he attacked her. But she is a woman of color. She appears to be African-American, as does Mr. Levon Smith. And people are taking issue with her harsh language. But let's break it down. He attacks her. He tries, in my opinion, to sexually assault her. At the very least, he tries to assault and rob her. Because he expected her in Chicago to be unarmed and helpless. An unarmed, helpless woman. When you talk, when we listen to our lecture on the privilege of being a cisgendered woman from a trans woman, uh, here's the thing. Most trans women still have a tremendous amount of the testosterone that they grew up with and can respond much better physically to male assailants. 
but Levon Smith thought she was a walking victim and pretended to be hurt to draw her in to then victimize her. Unfortunately for Levon, she wasn't a walking victim. She was someone that decided she wanted to be a public servant, so she was afforded the very rare opportunity in the city of Chicago where there are an incredible and unbelievable number of gun violence deaths by criminals perpetrated on law-abiding citizens, and almost all of them go unsolved. And the ones that are solved are rarely fully prosecuted to a guilty and a consequence. I believe it is less than 15% of the murders in the city of Chicago result in a conviction. It's horrifying. And it gives criminals a carte blanche to victimize, you got it, women. Now, Levon Smith did not make it to jail. He died at the hospital after the three bullets went through him. Most of the criticism is focused on the final shot. The allegation is he was still wrestling for the gun. You can see on the video, they go on and off the camera. It's a street camera. But she is clearly fighting for her life. I was also a bit, not shocked, but disappointed when she is asking people to call the police for her when she's just a victim from their perception. Oh, let him go. Let him go. Let him go so he can go rape someone else, I guess, with the mindset of that civilian there on the street. Well, you know what no one did? No one rushed to her aid when he attacked her. Just a disgusting statement about the state of Chicago. And I get that it's the state of Illinois, but I'm talking about the existence, the realities of that city right now. Now, Levon Smith is dead, but of course, of course, of course his family has already filed a $10 million lawsuit against the city of Chicago because the taxpayers should pay for a rapist's death at the hand of the woman he was trying to victimize. Well, you don't know if he's right. It's kind of, it sounds to me like he admits that he was attracted to her and that's why he attacked her. I could be wrong. Maybe he was just a robber. Maybe he wasn't a robber. I don't know. That's just my, that's my humble opinion. But either way, He found out. And I hate that a life was lost, but if I had to choose between an off-duty female police officer, public servant, giving her life to fight a overwhelming tidal wave of crime in that city. The, the mayor just told street vendors, I'll play that clip next week, or maybe I'll play the next. The mayor just told street vendors not to carry cash so they won't get robbed in that city. But Levon Smith's family, they sure got them a lawyer. They're looking for that 10 milli, that 10 milli to get paid on Levon's blood for being a disgusting scumbag that attacked what he thought was an innocent, helpless woman 
in the misogynistic culture of that city. We'll be back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Time to bury the tired narrative, the tired narrative. and uncover stories not typically heard but stories that need to be heard. Right or wrong, life or death, this isn't your typical law show. This is Big Angry Law with Charles Big Angry Adams on KPRC 950. Now, Charles Adams. Well, thank you for staying tuned for the second hour of Big Angry Radio on Friday night. We're in Chicago. Last segment, we talked about an off-duty female officer that shot and killed a scumbag, either rob or a rapist, after he pretended to be injured and then laid a trap and attacked her, perceiving her as an unarmed, helpless citizen of that city. She had fortunately been a police officer for the last seven months. It'll probably cost her a job. City's getting sued. I hope she doesn't get charged. I think the video completely exonerates her and good for her. She's a hero. But let's listen to another African-American female, the mayor of Chicago, talk about crime. You asked about what we are doing with the vendors in Little Village. We've been in Little Village working with those vendors hand in glove to make sure that they are doing things that they can do to protect themselves, uh, like not using cash, um, making sure that the cash that they do take in is secure. But I'll tell you the thing that we don't do. We don't protect workers. We don't protect residents by blaming the police for not showing up, for not making arrests, for not responding to calls. You've heard a lot of rhetoric here, a lot of sound bites, but not a lot of concrete solutions on how we get the job done and make our residents and our workers safe. We're doing it every single day. That's Mayor Lightfoot saying, hey, vendors, don't carry cash. But if we have a tidal wave of crime, it's, it's absolutely, it's not the police's fault. Now, this is a woman that's been blaming the police for years for a number of things. And of course, undermining. And then Chicago does have a history of very violent policing, but it pales in comparison to the violent crime. And of course, we need cameras. Of course, we need accountability. We need responsibility when police do bad things. But they're not the ones doing the bad things in Chicago. That's the exception, not the rule. And in fact, in Chicago, they have to worry about being indicted and pilloried if if someone pulls a gun and shoots at them and they shoot back and kill them. It's insane. But the very suggestion that people can't be frustrated by police inaction, by the police failure to solve crimes, the police failure to suppress crimes, and what they can do, what these street vendors, what they need to do is just not take cash is insane. Now I want to play a little. I want to play a little more of her comments and her follow-up. A lot of rhetoric here, a lot of sound bites, but not a lot of concrete solutions on how we get the job done and make our residents and our workers safe. We're doing it every single day. I think the follow-up is, and your solution is. 
I just explained it. We have been in Little Village working with those street vendors, understanding what the nature of the crime is, <clears throat> making sure that we're doing things in concert with them okay. to help them uh, uh, make sure that their money is secure, not use money if at all possible, using okay. um, other forms of transactions to take care of themselves. Well, how do you want to help vendors that are getting robbed over and over and over again? How do you want to help that, Mayor? Put policemen on the corners. Well, I'm sorry, police officers. Blanket that area with law enforcement. Rapid response teams. Intercede, intervene. And, and that's the thing. I don't want to fund law enforcement to continue our very broken law enforcement paradigm. But we need law enforcement. It, just like how schools, and at some point, I, can't, I thought I was going to do this. We're going to talk about this two-day-long argument I had with a bunch of idiot school teachers. We need, on Twitter, we need to evolve law enforcement. We need to evolve public education in this country. It doesn't need to be stagnant, and we need to push back on the bureaucracies that stifle change and keep things stagnant. But the solution is to not tear everything down and just let everything go to crap and let people fend for themselves while paying more taxes, paying more and expecting less. And you better expect to get to the back of the line. If you click specific certain demographic boxes and Oh, if you object to it, well, you're a racist. I mean, and that's the reality of America now, but it's just stupid. It's just stupid to listen to this woman, this mayor of one of our country's biggest cities saying, Oh, well, yeah, we're, I mean, we're doing what we can, but you know, y'all should stop taking cash and, you know, we're listening to you. We're talking to you. I don't want to, if I was a street vendor getting robbed all the time, I wouldn't want to talk to the mayor. I would just want a policeman there walking around, engaging, making their presence known. So the criminals knew, I mean, it's just, there's another, there was a horrible, horrible robbery and assault caught on video in Philadelphia. Yet another one of our nation's largest cities. And it's horrifying, right? But the, the most horrifying aspect beyond the robbery itself, and it is disgusting beyond the pale, and the fact that so many Americans aren't even aware that this is what's going on. Temple University, there's a video. A man is beaten and robbed. Four o'clock in the afternoon by a group of uh, described juveniles, clearly elite, you know, teenagers. What are they charged with? It's a violent gang beating and a robbery. Misdemeanor simple assault. Because God forbid the university had to report that a, a robbery occurred on its campus. God forbid these juveniles are held to account. That's why we're being deluged. And I've talked about, obviously, earlier this week of how America, and, and uh, there's a wealth of it. It's been all week, right? Uh, this Michigan shooting, it makes it clear. You either got to pick kids or pick guns. Well, society already picked people over criminals. But the reformers decided that, they well, let's, let's, Let's protect Anthony McRae's right to have a firearm. Let's make sure he doesn't go to prison for five years. And of course, the media ignores that. Of course, the media isn't 
talking about the realities of underreporting and misclassifying horrible crimes, the realities that creates for citizens of this country, the law-abiding citizens of this country who are being told, hey, you should accept having your rights stripped away. You should accept it. Because if you don't, well, you're not picking kids. But, oh, yes, by the way, here's the mayor of Chicago saying, we don't expect any protection. You need to do more for yourself. But don't arm yourself because that's against the rules. And that's insane. Big Angry Law with Charles Adams on KPRC 950. I just let this play faster, pussycat. get back to it and we're going to get back to we're going to stick with this new misogyny theme and i want to talk about a transgender woman who did not begin to transition until they were 29 years old they're 31 years old now and they're looking at a significant prison sentence for the rape the full-blown sexual assault of two women and this trans woman was housed with women while awaiting trial until a huge outcry and that was made possible as a result of the gender recognition reform bill in scotland now today our president tweeted the need to recognize lgbtq and trans rights with federal litigation or federal legislation that if he was serious about he would have pushed in the last two years when he had the senate and congress this was just a pander there's no interest in actually achieving it and i don't think you should be able to i mean i think we should have laws that include gay people in a as a protected class to prevent them from being discriminated against but again it's all in the fine print and the president knows that And there are legitimate concerns that people have about, well, 
this case in Scotland where a man that lived as a man his whole life got married in 2016 and just decided when the walls were crashing down because he was a violent rapist. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a woman. Uh, I'm a woman. Please put me in a woman's prison instead of with men. And it worked. It worked because legislation didn't make it clear what an awful, horrible idea that was. So Isla Bryson got stuck in a jail awaiting trial with women. And it's disgusting, but the absurdity doesn't stop there. Let's listen to a, well, let's just listen. It's a I don't know Isla Bryson. I don't. I genuinely don't, and um, it would be wrong for me to call you. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I'm not entirely sure whether can use the word tiger on the television, but I saw the picture of him and, and appeared attractive bottoms, and he appeared to be a fully intact male. So is he a man or a woman? I don't know Isla Bryson, and I'm, I'm not sufficiently qualified to make that distinction. So that was a conversation between Jim Spence and Alex Cole Hamilton who is the leader of the Scottish Liberal Democrats and a member of the Scottish Parliament, who he was the one saying that he can't, and, and Jim Spence is referring to a picture that someone influenced of this rapist, this monster. Before he was locked up, he's got a hoodie on and an absurd blonde wig over his bald head. He's got face tattoos. He's a scumbag. And he's wearing some skin-tight yoga pants, with a very clear, visible, his penis. Not making any effort to pass. He hasn't tucked it. He, he's just wearing a stu- He's just wearing some yoga pants, a hoodie, and a stupid-looking wig. And that means, oh, well, he's got to be put in a, a self-identified. He's got to be put in a women's prison. And this absurdity of this politician saying, well, I, I mean, I, I can't say. Well, you can't say that he's a rapist. Oh, it gets even better. So J.K. Rowling, we're, we're circling back. This is a callback from the beginning. In Nicola Sturgeon, Scotland, that's the prime minister that just stepped down. Trans women aren't women if they're convicted double rapists like Adam Isla Bryson Graham. And this is, she had a series of tweets about this and a picture of him his mugshot with his face tattoos and his shaved head. He, remember, married in 2016, according to the former wife, horribly abusive. And then this absurd picture of him. And then there's someone responding to her, a Ryan John Butcher. Straight up dead naming now, huh? So Ryan is concerned that Miss Rowling is it, of course, dead naming is when you use a name of someone who has transitioned. You use their birth name. I guess it would also apply to people that change their name, but I guess if you change your name, that's not the same as if you are a scumbag that rapes two women and then decides to identify as a woman to try to avoid consequence. But this is an interesting thread by Miss Rowling. And one of those threads that led her to be labeled as horrible transphobe. 
She continues. So the first tweet I'll read again. So in Nicola Sturgeon, Scotland, trans women aren't women if they're convicted double rapists, like Adam Isla Bryson. However, trans women and pedophile Katie Dolotowski, who covertly filmed a 12-year-old and attempted to rape a 10-year-old, both offenses committed in women's public bathrooms, is a woman and remains in the women's prison from which Adam Graham is to be removed. Never forget Sturgeon, her government and supporters have insisted that it is ludicrous to imagine anyone would dress in women's clothes to get access to vulnerable women and girls. Wouldn't happen. Everyone is who they say they are to question this is hate. In their final tweet, the party told you to reject evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. George Orwell, 1984. And that's, and then of course, I mean, the follow up from a, do you, how do you not have nothing better to do? I mean, it seems that Miss Rowling is sincerely concerned that she's not someone that hates trans people. She's not someone that hates gay people. I'm most certainly not. And I, I'm sorry. Much too, I mean, I've spent my first few years on this radio show arguing with homophobes about their homophobia. Outspoken advocate for gay marriage long before the Clintons or the Obamas got on board. Check the facts. Of course, my voice is much, you know, I don't, I don't matter. I don't have any false sense of grandeur. I mean, who cares what this idiot suburban lawyer has to say, but I, I take positions. I think about them. I stick with them. If I believe in them, I'm open to change if I don't, but here, here's the rub. We have to stop living in this law law land where people in Chicago shouldn't be able to protect themselves. And how dare they get upset with the police mayor that you've underfunded and, and cast them out to just deal with crime themselves. But hey, you deal with crime yourself. Don't get upset with the police, but, but don't arm yourself to defend yourself. That's why this Livon Smith was so brazen about attacking this woman in broad daylight on the street because he thought there was no chance that she was going to be able to defend herself. That's why Anthony McRae was able to kill children at Michigan State because a progressive prosecutor thought, oh, well, no, no, let's just, let's just take this felony and make it a misdemeanor. Just like the kids that stomped a guy on Temple University that last week. Just like all of this crime, all of this horror, all these women being susceptible to being victimized, being prohibited from protecting themselves. Hell, women in prison, women in prison are, are being imprisoned with male rapists, and it's absolutely ridiculous. But that's just me. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.